Hi, and welcome to a brand new episode of Record Talk Listen. My name is Lydia, and thank you so much for joining me. On today's show, we are talking to Josh Grapes from Yellow K Records. Uh, Yellow K Records is a record store that opened in Frostburg about two months ago, but it also is a record label that opened up in 2013, and they're having some pretty amazing success with um, their artists, including being mentioned in Rolling Stone and Pitchfork. So they are definitely an up-and-coming indie label and should be well-supported. So if you're a band, maybe you should check them out. And if you uh, like to support indie artists, you should purchase all of their artists' albums. And you can do that in their uh, pretty spectacular record store. Um, I'm happy we have a local record store again. And if you, um, in your area, have a record store, make sure to support them. Josh is... uh, fulfilling a dream of owning a record store and talking to people who appreciate music and collecting vinyl. And he made that dream come true. So uh, he's very passionate about it. And this interview is fantastic. Speaking of other fantastic and wonderful interviews, you can check out our website and that is recordtalklisten.com where all of our previous episodes are there for you to listen to for free. While you're there, you should definitely check out the donate here button so you can support your local podcast Um, if you want to take it with you and subscribe which we totally agree you should do so you never miss another episode you we are available on itunes podcast republic stitcher and google play so we're available on all platforms and we have direct links to make it even easier for you if you want to you can leave us a review on itunes we would really appreciate that that helps more eyes see what we're doing so let's not delay the inevitable. Let's get right into the interview with Josh Grapes from Yellow K Records. Josh, thanks for being on the podcast. Or I said, maybe I should say thanks for letting me into your awesome record store. Oh, well, you're very welcome, and thanks for having me on the podcast. No problem. You reached out, and uh, thanks for doing that. You're See, it welcome. does work. You can <laughs> you can be on the podcast. So. Um, I guess we should start where you grew up and your serious connection to music started. Yeah, well, I grew up out in the woods, basically, out in the middle of nowhere yeah. in uh, Dorcas, West Virginia. Nice. Uh, closer to Petersburg. Uh, still no one will probably <laughs> really know. Um, you can Google it. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it'll show up. Have they gotten sure. the uh, Google Maps Google out probably there? probably hasn't made it to, probably not. to Dorcas yet. No. It's on the way. Uh <laughs> But yeah, growing up, uh, we had two radio stations at the time, uh, and they were both country stations, and one was old country and one was new country, so uh, obviously I was a country fan uh, growing up. But new new or old? Uh, Newer country, new 90s country, which is a little embarrassing uh, now. Uh, although I can really karaoke some of those, some I bet because <laughs> unfortunately, the songs that you learn in your childhood yeah. are like deeply embedded in your brain matter. So I, I wish I would have uh, been in the old country at the time because it was a great yeah, station yeah. for that. Um, but very, very, very limited uh, in you know the variety of music that was sure. available. Um, you know, we had one of those old satellite dishes, and we had no music channels. Those um, did not exist. You know, I mean, <laughs> there's just nothing, and right. you know, so I was so limited uh, for such a long period of time. And actually, my kind of gateway into other music of, of any sort uh, was through my brother, um, which is really the basis of the label and the store and, and everything. Um, but he really set the foundation for my musical taste as of now, um, which 
you know, he had a, a pretty eclectic taste being a DJ. You kind of have yeah. to be. Well, you know, yeah, you got to have to be a jack of all trades. And, yeah, very yeah. much so. Um, so when he was DJing, uh, where the where the label actually comes from, where the label name comes from. Which is Yellow K. Yeah, Yellow K. And um, the way that came about was when my brother DJed, he had those classic, you know, those big, huge black CD carriers oh, and the, all, the, yeah. all the little slots for your jewel uh-huh, cases and uh-huh. everything. And, and just like everyone did, I never did. I never really understood why people did this. Um, but I find it all the time on records, but they write their names on everything. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I guess uh, in case it's stolen. The, well, if somebody like your buddy you borrows your record yeah. and then he forgets to give it back to you, <laughs> you go over there and you go, Hey, it's yeah. my initials, buddy. I'm taking it back. You're never going to get that record. No, back, you're not. Actually, probably but, <laughs> um, but to, to signify that they were his, uh, he put a K for Kevin, uh, up in the top right-hand corner of each one of the jewel cases. Okay. And I guess he used like a highlighter or like a yellow marker. Um, oh. So that's where the yellow K comes from. And I got all those CDs, um, which is my, my brother actually passed away uh, of a uh, drunk driving accident when I was 15. He was 28 Okay. Uh, at the time. So, of course, you know, especially at that time period in, in a person's development, it was very devastating well, yeah. uh, for me to say the least and you know music was always our connection you know right. that was a go-to you know even though we had a you know an age gap there and he had moved out of the house you know before i was really forming any very strong memories you know and right things. um so that was always you know our go-to and something we could always you know, connect start with. Off with and connect yeah. with and um you know he's he was a huge, huge, huge music fan, obviously being a DJ and yeah. you know, he, he played some in bands and, um, yeah. So, you know, that was, that's where, you know, the label name and the, uh, the logo actually, uh, that's kind of a special thing. Uh, one of the CDs, uh, was, uh, automatic for the people. Okay. And that was one of the only ones that I have left over. Unfortunately, I lost, um, you know, through the process of moving over the years, a lot of those mm-hmm. uh, CDs that I had. Um, but that, uh, record is actually kind of special with the other guys that that work uh, in the label with me, Kurt and Kenny Tompkins. Okay, um, and so it was really special. So we actually took that image, that K, directly from that CD. Oh, nice! Um, so the logo, you know, and everything that we have is, is his handwriting. Is his, his handwriting? That's so awesome. It's, it's a really it's a really special thing, and it, it really helps. I think it helps keep me centered and keep me driven sure. you know, with the label and everything. And it, it keeps a heart, you know, in the middle of it that can really be lost within the record sure. industry. Really yeah. Quickly, well, I mean, it's like kind of like a really great, um, a grounding thing for you. It's sort of like, this is uh, something we shared. We're very passionate. I'm not, it's a great honor. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm finally, I think I've gotten to the point where, um, I'm happy with it, and, yeah. and I, I feel like he would. He'd be know, very proud. I'm quite proud sure. And, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's a really beautiful thing. It's really special, and uh, you know, and that's that's kind of how everything you know started. Uh, you know, was his his musical influence on me, and then then of course you know the internet happened. Yes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which you know I from where I'm from I didn't get a. Yeah, I didn't get a computer until I was 15. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which lined up really perfectly. Napster came out <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, about yeah, a yeah. year later. And I think my computer was forever on download from that point. Right. And I would just start hundreds of downloads, and it would just 
I take my computer on is constantly constantly downloading yeah, music downloading things. Uh, so that opened up, of course, a world of music. To Don't me. you think yeah. it's interesting? Like, um, so you, uh, the whole world opens up to you, digital download. And now you're now you're on a record store. <laughs> Isn't that kind of crazy? Really yeah. Uh, although we do give digital downloads with all of our records, releases, yeah, which, which I is, think is a smart thing. To absolutely. Do. So people can listen to it in their cars. I mean, and I believe you purchase you you bought the, the you've purchased you bought the yes music, you you have you know, purchased you the music. Be able to take it. I agree with you. you know. I, funny how that doesn't work in the reverse. I purchased the digital. Why can't you give me the vinyl? Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> that would be great. That would be awesome. Maybe that would be your next venture, digital to vinyl or something. There you go. <laughs> um, so you started, when did you start Yellow K Records itself, like putting and producing um, artists? Really, I mean, early 2014. Yeah. Um, well, we put out our first release, uh, I think it was July of 2014, maybe 2013. I can't believe it's uh losing track of things but uh but that was that was our first release with new god who's kenny tompkins okay uh, who's local and grew up where i grew up um and really it was just something you know we had played in bands together all the time and i had moved to dc uh, with my wife mm-hmm. and had to quit quit the bands quit which the was, bands you know, yeah huge uh difficult decision and uh and then when i moved back um you know, we were doing the vapor room uh, at the time, you know, we opened our electronic cigarette store and it just did much better than we had anticipated. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't have time to do it. Um, so then, you know, a few years later and the stores and everything kind of, you know, leveled, leveled off, off mm-hmm. and, you know, we got, we knew what we were doing and I had some free time and Ken was getting ready to release a new record, a, a new, new God record. And, you know, he'd done vinyl for the previous record. He financed it himself mm-hmm. uh, and didn't really have the means to do it again. And I loved, the, I loved the record. And I just thought, well, here's a great opportunity to get, you know, involved with music again. Yes. Uh, and not have to lug around equipment. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, go on yeah. tour and, you know, all the things that are difficult about being in a band. So uh got me to still be involved in music and um, and learn about the music industry. Yeah. Um, which is something that's funny as a band, you know, we just didn't spend a lot of time, uh, you know, looking under the right rocks and, and, you know, digging deep into the music industry to see, you know, what you need to do to become successful. Do you think that you have like a preconceived notion, like, you know, we'll work really hard. We'll be in a band together. Um, we'll go and tour. We'll get a lot of radio, maybe radio play, but mainly just like a bunch of people. And then, a radio exec or a record exec is just going to walk in and say, here's a contract and a bunch of money and welcome to Capitol Records or something yeah. like that. So, I mean, that's, that's that. I think that's how it's portrayed. So I feel like yeah. it used to be. But the whole game has changed significantly since then. And, and that is still how a lot of people feel. And that's certainly how we felt at the time. Yeah. You know, the, the behind the music uh, changed. Oh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the VH1 doc rock yeah. documentaries that you know you grew up watching and going wow yeah they, they just, were wined and dined and yeah. you know they're just playing in some no-name bar right and this and guy happened to be there you know who knew and, somebody who's like yeah. you gotta check this band out <laughs> right that that doesn't happen so much anymore and, and that's yeah it's really a fraction of you know how bands make it and, and get broke you yeah know, in, in a big way and it's really what what I've come to learn is it's it's, it's hard work. And a lot of those bands, uh, the funny thing is, you hear those like over you know got famous overnight type bands. Yeah. But the thing about that is though is probably 
they probably played thousands of shows. I don't think there is yeah. uh, an overnight success. <laughs> yeah, there is no there is no such thing no. as an overnight success. These bands are, you know, doing it for so long yeah. and building up shows and playing until Absolutely. they, you know, get their big break and stuff. And those people that did get lucky in some producer, you know, or some label guys in the audience, that's because they played so many shows. There was an opportunity for that to actually happen. Yeah. But I mean, have you, uh, there's a really great documentary on Netflix about Twisted Sister. Have you watched it? I have. I've heard good things. It's, it's ridiculous. Those guys like had the record labels, like almost signed them or they got signed and then the record label went bankrupt and like all these crazy things. And they were like the hardest working band and they would tour and they'd get like tons of people and they'd sell out and it was crazy. And like the record labels knew about them, but they were like, yeah, we don't want anything to do with those guys, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then when they eventually got signed, but they were like the hardest working band. Like people don't know that stuff. You know, there's a lot of those hair metal bands were like that. I remember reading about poison and, and and Motley Crue and those bands to where they just, played all the time. They played all the time. That's like all they did. Yeah, they did the work. And and that's what the internet has really tricked a lot of younger bands and things into thinking that all they have to do is create a record, you know, put it out on SoundCloud, and then someone will find it and it'll be successful. And that does happen again, but it's, it's a fraction, you know, it's of it, like you know? a, such a small, I would say it's probably on par with the percentage of people who think if they just play in this bar, they know the right people that they'll get the record contract. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely is. And there's just so much more to it than that. Uh, and I've just learned so much, you know, and I, and I try to, uh, anytime a new band, you know, comes into the store, sure. any musicians I know, I really try to impart any wisdom that I've learned so far in sure. the two years of doing the label. Um, you know, and that's, that's one of the biggest things is is playing shows. You know, it it sounds, uh, you know, uh, obvious. Um, but it's not a lot of times in the internet age. No, because people are like, oh, I made this in my bedroom and I put it out and be like, that's great. (laughs) Have you played it? Set me up on a tour. Yeah, set me up out on tour. Have you played anywhere? Uh, no. Yeah. Just my bedroom. Yeah. It is kind of that catch 22 thing, you know, like if you're going to get a booking agent, you got to prove to them that you can bring people out to your shows. Yeah, exactly. And it's hard to bring out, you know, people out to your shows or get shows unless you have a booking agent. But yeah. that's where, you know, putting in the time and the work and starting out those little teeny places, a coffee exactly. shop exactly. or you know, whatever, and then building up to, you know, actually getting into a decent venue. Yeah. And just meeting bands. That That's the huge thing, too. Because people don't realize, like, with scenes – you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, now with the internet, it's a lot, a little bit more obvious yeah. when, when a scene pops up or something like that. Right. And you can, and, and it's funny with music, you know, good musicians just attract other good, good musicians. musicians. Absolutely. You know? And if, and the big thing I tell bands, especially if they're local or, you know, if they don't live in the city or, or anything like that, you know, it's like find a scene that you're interested in, that you like, that have other bands that you really like and are like you and meet them. Go mm-hmm. to the show. Go and meet these people after the show. Try to set up a show with them. Yeah. The more people that you meet, the more people you'll know, and the more opportunities you know that you. It's have. all about exposure, really. Definitely, definitely is. So I mean, the more exposure you get, the the likelihood of you maybe getting a record contract. Mm-hmm. So how did somebody get a record contract with Yellow K? Well, uh, there's a couple ways. Uh, mm-hmm. Initially, the way it was, uh, which is not the best way to go about doing it, <laughs> was. Uh, those people that are sitting at home, you know, waiting for the Bandcamp record to be found. Uh-huh. That's what I was doing, you know, scouring you were finding the them. internet. Yeah, I was finding <laughs> those people. You know, uh, Bandcamp is a wonderful resource for young bands to just put up their music, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Get some feedback. Easily and get feedback and sell, yeah. you know, digitally and physically. 
Um, so it is a great place to find music too. And, you know, I found a, I found a few things through that, our William Alexander record that we put out. I just happened to find through Bandcamp and, uh, you know, a couple of things that we've done, um, or not necessarily just Bandcamp, but searching around, you know, doing those things where like, uh, I would tell a band to do where I find a good band that I like, and mm-hmm. then listen to other bands that are in that scene around them or yeah. live close to them or, you know, have played shows with them and you just find other great stuff. You find it's like a rabbit yeah. hole. Like you yeah. just, you find something and then you just keep and digging then, and digging yeah, and digging keep, and you're just it like, just keeps uh-huh. going. Yeah, music never ends. Right. Um, so that's one way initially was really me just reaching out to people sure. stuff I really liked and, mm-hmm. and doing it. And then, you know, once you do that for a couple of times, and if you have any success whatsoever, people start coming to you. Okay. Uh, and, and that's where we've had the most success. People uh, coming to is, you. Is people coming to us. So your reputation precedes you slightly. Yeah. And it's pretty amazing how quickly that can happen in music because the people that are trying to crack in to the music industry is massive. You know, it's mm-hmm. just massive. But what you start to realize, though, is within, you know, the music industry, it's pretty small circles. You know, there's yeah. a lot of the same people. And a know? lot of the same promoters and mm-hmm. a lot of the same, you know, booking agents and things like that. So if you can yeah. get into those particular scenes like you were talking about, I think the most famous scene was probably the Seattle scene in the 90s. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what you think of. Yeah. You know? Anytime <laughs> I say the word scene, I'm, I'm usually thinking of the Seattle grunge Seattle, scene. Yeah, Seattle know? grunge scene. So grunge yeah. isn't your thing. You know, you can find whatever music appeals to you or what you want to play or... Sometimes it's good to go someplace completely different because you might learn something. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. people are coming to you now. Yeah. And just with, you know, we, we had a really big success with our uh, Japanese breakfast release. Okay. Uh, Psycho Pomp is the record. And uh, it was huge. You know, we got in Pitchfork, we got in Rolling Stone. Yeah. Dream goals. Yeah, absolutely. Me, you know, yeah. I yeah. thought we would never reach. Your Yellow you know? K label was in Rolling Stone. It's like, incredible, you know, and I, cool. I think most people in Frostburg don't even really know that. Well, they're going to know like, now. Yeah. They're naturally <laughs> recognized label in your town. It's crazy. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. But that really opened a lot of doors for us sure. and also has you kind of open the floodgates to get music submissions all the time. And I love that, you know, of course. I Is love it overwhelming? Music. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's overwhelming and finding nice ways to respond to people. Letting them down. Don't want to do yeah. it. Yeah. And giving constructive criticism and feedback. Right. And, Cause you, know. you, you don't want to burn that bridge because that might just be the, um, catalyst for them to be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to take your advice and I'm going to come back a thousand times better. And then I want to go with this guy because he told me exactly what I needed to hear at the right time. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's good. You're not just like rejected. (laughs) Yeah. Most, most places aren't really willing to do that with you. You're just like, uh, you don't know what you're doing. So (laughs) is it it a collective um, decision for who to sign uh, between three people on the label? Somewhat. I mean, initially, you know, I was doing it all on my own. Sure. Um, and there, and I was still, you know, bouncing everything off of those guys all yeah. the time. And that, that's why they ended up being a bigger part of the label is because we were always discussing the label <laughs> yeah, already yeah. and uh-huh. doing all these things. You know, initially it was, it was my decision. And then as we moved forward, it was it was more of a collective thing. I kind of had the final say on whether we would sign an artist or not. Sure. Um, but I, I, I think it made sense, too, because... You know, no three people have the same music taste. You know? Right. So it was nice to get different filters, you know, for that. Because sometimes you can go down a rabbit hole and something can seem a little yeah. better to you. Or or maybe not as uh, 
applicable to a mass amount of people that you're trying to sell yeah, to. Yeah, Not yeah. that that's always what you're doing, but um, but that's a, that's a good business angle. You know what I mean? Like you just you're like I love this, but like two percent of the population are gonna love this. So you're like, mm. which sucks because I mean you have to make smart decisions when it comes to releasing vinyl. Yeah, I mean, it's an expensive medium mm-hmm. and it's a huge backlog as far as the time it takes to get your pressings right. and things. So, so there's a large amount of planning, I would imagine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and with promoting, you know, a release and that's really expensive as well. It's it's pretty much as or more expensive than actually even pressing the records yeah but it's probably as or more important Important, yeah uh, than pressing the record you know unfortunately and that's one of the biggest things that i've learned uh with doing a record label that i tell other bands because when we were in a band we didn't even know that existed the the promotion part we didn't know you could pay someone to do that work for you (laughs) that your band's awesome right yeah yeah yeah. you you thought that you had to like go to kinko's and make all the posters exactly yeah yeah you know and uh and once we realized that um you know we we've done that for every release that we've we put out you know we've we've promoted it well yeah and because it's so it's so important and without those things those things will help you pick up a distributor um, cause distributors, you know, they don't really want to put your records into record stores, obviously, unless yeah. they know they're going to sell, Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, and, uh, it, it's a lot easier, uh, all of those things, uh, it's a lot easier to pick up a distributor or a booking agent, you know, if you're well promoted. Yeah. If you're well promoted, that's actually what our distributor asked us initially. Like, do you pay to promote your records? And we said, yeah, he's like, oh, thank God. That's he's like, <laughs> but, great. Yeah, That's the biggest thing you can do as a label to help a really sell yeah. is, is, is what he said. And, and that has been the case for sure. You know, the Good. better of a promotional team that we've worked with, the better a record is done. Good. Uh, and granted, of course, the record has to be good, you know, for it to sell at right. all too, but to get people to even know it exists. That's the thing. It's so, um, saturated. The market is so saturated oh that <laughs> you have to stand out. Yeah. And it's so hard to stand out. It now, is, you know, it and, is because so many things have been done. I know. Before, right. And do you find that like, um, when you're listening to artists that I do this, uh, like a new artist will come out or you'll hear, hear something and you're like, Oh, she's trying to be Janice Joplin. Let's just, mm-hmm. let's just put that as an example. Like, Oh, she's trying to do this. It's sort of like, she's, they're not unique in a way. Like, do you ever hear that? And you're like, well, I've heard, I feel like I've heard this before. Oh yeah. All the time. And especially in the indie world, Mm -hmm. which, which is mainly what we do. Of course. I mean, if it's good and we love it, we'll put it out no matter the genre or or whatever. Um, but yeah, in the indie world, there's just so much, uh, you know, one person in that scene gets popular. I mean, it's like this in any genre. Yeah. Music, yeah. I'm sure. And then people you know, emulate like, that person. You know, Frankie Cosmos gets huge. And then there's like 20 other indie bands yeah, yeah, all yeah. of a sudden that sound like her. You right. Know? Um, yeah, that, I think it's even a, it's a bigger issue than it is like with top 40 music, you know, for some yeah. reason. Um, but, but it's actually a great thing though. Cause you know, you'll start off with imitation and a lot, most musicians will tell you this, you know, you start off imitating the things that you love and then that yeah. kind of, then you find your way, you find yeah. your own, you know, sound and your own voice yeah. uh, within that. So that, that really works, I think, more within the community where it starts out as kind of imitation and evolves into hopefully something uh, better, you know, something, <laughs> yeah, better and unique. And, yeah. 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 <laughs> and that's, that's kind of cool. You can maybe, if 
you have artists that come to you sounding a certain way, you can say, okay, maybe in a few years. And then you check back in with them and you're like, oh yeah, that sounds, sounds like you figured it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of the bookmarking. I do that a lot. Like oh, I'm going to revisit this, revisit this in a little bit here in a few years. So, so how many artists do you currently have on your label? Oh my gosh. That's a good question. Um, I would say, I mean, we've done, we're up to about 16 releases now, I think. Wow, okay. Um, and we've done a couple, like we've done a couple, well, like three New God releases. So at least 10 or 12. Artists? Uh, yeah. That's amazing. So yeah, we, I'm, I'm losing track, you know. And that, That's a good thing. That's a good problem to yeah. have, right? And it's from everywhere. I mean, we, you know, we work with an artist uh, in Canada, two artists in Canada. We actually have one of their, a, a new Canadian artist record is coming out early next year. Nice. On the label. Uh, we worked with a guy in Long Beach. Uh, you know, we worked with New York bands mm -hmm. and uh, all over the place. Uh, working with a person in Boston is coming out next year. So, cool. Um, we don't want to limit it. You know, I, I just, we don't have to. We live in an age where we don't have to be <laughs> limited so by local artists. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine. You know, you know, before the internet, if you wanted to get introduced to a scene, you literally had to you go You had to there. move there. You yeah. Go there. You did immerse yourself and take the yeah. risk and go. And now just the whole, you know, the whole world of, of music is available to you. And, yeah. And just that we were able to do a, a record with someone in California yeah. is amazing. And I actually did get to meet him. We, we went to California on a side trip and, and met him. Um, but I haven't even met our artist from Canada that we're putting out a record <laughs> with next year, you know, and it's, you don't even, you but don't I even think it's, to. well, but that says that speaks volumes to your integrity as a record label that people trust you with their stuff without mm. even meeting you face to face, which I think is good. So obviously yeah. your communication <laughs> skills are excellent and they, uh, they trust you to do it. Mm -hmm. Do you, are, if you got an artist referrals? Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually with our big record that we did, um, we did a record with Eskimo um, which is a real up and coming uh, indie band. Uh -huh. uh, they had a big record last year, and, I, and I'm sure they'll have a big record next year as well. And uh, Gabby Smith, uh, the lead singer of that band, um, she knew Michelle from Japanese Breakfast, mm -hmm. uh, and they talked. and And, and because uh, the label does have the kind of heart that it has behind it, yeah, and that it's really you know my passion for music supersedes delusions of success yes. you know, yes. and, and things like that. I think that that comes through to people and they really appreciate that, that we're really focusing on the music mm -hmm. and, and that we, you know, we're not choosing things because we think they're going to be successful because we, we actually really love them. Right, right, right. And, and we do a good job. We attention to detail, you know, we, we don't skimp, you know, on things. And she referred Michelle to us and she sent the record and I, absolutely fell in love with it immediately. Yeah. And the big thing with that too, was something that I forget that was uh, extra special about that release with Psychopomp is a, a good many of the tracks that are on that record are about her mom. Okay. Uh, and her mom passed away of, of cancer um, about two years ago now. Okay. And she, uh, she did this uh, song a day project for an entire month, which was really just part of grieving. You yeah, know, sure. Trying to get a lot of that stuff yeah, out. Yeah. And she wrote a couple songs during that period throughout that month that she really liked. And she thought, maybe I should put a record together with this stuff. And she was living in, um, she was living in Philly at the time. Mm -hmm. And she actually moved to New York to pretty much give up doing music and to get a real job, you know, and all that. And she still had this record she was hanging on to. So she finished it up and, um, 
and the the real special parts about it is the cover of the record, um, which is really cool. You know, it has this woman extending her hand out, and that's actually her mom. It's oh, a whole nice. picture of her mom. Oh, great. And it, she really feels like, you know, it's her kind of reaching out to her all the time. So yeah. it's a really special thing. And we kind of connected on that, that, you know, I started the label out of loss, right. and she made yeah. this record out of loss, and it just, it just really lined up perfectly. Yeah. And the fact that it was successful is just, you know, yeah. gravy is this beautiful, right, right, right. beautiful thing. Um, so yeah, that, that was such a great referral. And, uh, that's what I love is working with good bands that know other good bands and, you know, they turn you on to all this great stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So that's, that's how I really hope to find most of our releases moving forward is, is through referral and yeah. from other great musicians that we've met so far. That's good. I, I mean, I don't see why you couldn't have thousands of artists, you know, <laughs> that might be a one little day, bit. One day, one day, that's yeah, the dream. You have to yeah. maybe expand the headquarters of Yellow Cat, yeah, which we're we sitting in. Would. So I guess we should talk about this place because yeah. you can come and visit anytime you want. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so what's the location? Uh, so we're at 19 South Broadway, okay, uh, which is actually the old vapor room store that we yeah, used to have. Full it's circle for you. surreal <laughs> being back in here. Yeah. It's a lot more space than we had. We were, got kind of over, overran with each other uh-huh. uh, in the space previously. Um, but yeah, uh, 19 South Broadway and we... Uh, it's it's a decently small store. Um, I think it's a perfectly appropriately sized record store. You well, should I feel, agree. Agree. <laughs> you know, like this is a good size. And and I think it's a good size in the sense that, you know, we can't just carry everything. You know, all this no, junk you're not a warehouse that people are just skimming through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're looking for quality, good, mm-hmm. clean records sure. uh, to have. Since you know we are a little limited on space, uh-huh. uh, but we have the storefront, and we probably we have, I think. Probably around three thousand records yeah. currently, mm-hmm. and and that runs the gambit. You know, we have dollar records that people love. You know, They're just starting in, to get into vinyl. Get an armful, yeah. And, you know, leave and uh, and then we have you know the you know the used range across all genres, absolutely. And all price points, yeah. And everything, and then we have new sealed records of classics and new releases mm-hmm. across all you know genres and all and the yellow k artists yep we got all the yellow k records perfect, out there perfect you know, those. good got, got multiple copies <laughs> that's good um yeah and then the second room the room we're actually in now mm-hmm. uh we have our turntables that we have for sale it's a pretty sweet turntable um, which range as well you know we have your what i like to call the the college kid special uh suitcase you know 120 uh crosley and then yeah then all the way up to like our four hundred and twenty dollar U turn table and yeah and everywhere in between. So we which same with the records, you know, we're right. trying to hit all price points. Exactly. Just a, a little for everyone. Yeah. Make people fall in love with vinyl. Yep, that's that's the plan. They're already doing it. It's yeah. it's great. I mean, we've really out of the gate it, it reminds me of the vapor room. It's funny that it it's in this space again. Yeah. Uh, but it's all exceeded my expectations just tenfold you yeah know, already so uh you know even in small town like frostburg well you know, you know frostburg alive yeah i'm telling you this street is happening uh yeah you got a yeah, coffee shop yeah and it's not gonna be small too long i have a feeling <laughs> yeah people are gonna discover frostburg and i think it's gonna it's gonna be a problem for all of us because it's our little secret i think yeah oh it's special too the clatter is getting ready to yeah over there yeah absolutely john is trying to come and talk to us a little bit so grab your coffee and come grab over your coffee there. come over don't spill yeah. any on the record please, please. but um, buy it if you do That's yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> you spill it you buy it <laughs> but yeah this is good i think it's nice and if you um if you've never been in stop in for sure 
And if you're if you're looking for certain things, I'm sure you can request oh, if you 100%. come across. And I encourage that. I think people don't realize they can ask that. Yeah. You know, we're we're very Burger King, you know, no yeah, right. <laughs> special orders do not upset us. So we uh anything and, and we, we use, you know, big time distributors. Sure. So, so you're usually able to find it, yeah. We have hundreds of thousands of different titles. Nice. Uh, so we can get anything and if, if you know, if it's not available or you don't want to pay for a brand new copy. You know, people are always bringing up records to the store, and I'm going to shows and antique stores. And so you're like always that. keeping so, an eye out for things that yeah. people are looking always, for. Always keeping an eye out. I, I love finding that stuff. I love, you know, that's what's great. People come in, they're looking for something. Yeah, and yeah. And they come back in, it's here the next time, and it's the, you know, get that ear to ear music smile on their face. It's and, fantastic when yeah. you like flip through a huge sack of records <laughs> and you're like, um, it's not going to be in here. And then it's there. Oh, yeah. It's this audible gasp. And then you're like, Oh God, you know, and then you flip it over and then you get, then you can't, you can't get too excited because you haven't taken the record out of the sleeve yet, you know? <laughs> so then you take the record out of the sleeve and you realize it's perfect. Yeah. Or even if it does have a little scratch, you're okay with it because it's such a hard record to find. Um, yeah, I think we've all been there, but yeah. That's yeah. my favorite new thing actually when people, you know, find that record or they're like, oh my God, they got I can't this. believe they have this. Yeah, like, I can't believe they have been this. looking for this for like 10 years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's. That's good. That's what you want to hear is that you're providing like a really awesome experience for people and the love of music, which is cool. Yeah. I, I could not have a better job. I mean, this is my dream job. Yeah. I get to talk about music all day. I get to listen to records all day. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's perfect for yeah. me. You know? and, and you it, get to meet bands. Like, didn't yeah. you have somebody just like swing in and say like, Hey, we're, a, we're a band. And Oh, all the time. We actually had a guy came in, brought his guitar, played some songs for us in the store for <laughs> us, you know, already <laughs> awesome. it was the first month, you know, and, on the spot yeah. audition. And we'll probably have an in-store or two in here. It's you know, great. a little yeah. cramped, but I think we're, we'll pull it off. You it's know? part of the charm. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's the idea to have a record store. I mean, <clears throat> Since the first time I was in a record store, which, funny enough, was Rebound Records. Absolutely. The best uh, record store. Yeah. yeah. And it was the first record store I was in. And since that day, I mean, that gave me the bug. And I was like, I want to work at least in a, in a music store. Yeah. Because you know, there weren't many record stores at the time. No. Um, but, you know, it's always been the dream, the high fidelity you know, dream to yes. work in a record <laughs> store. Absolutely. You know? And uh, I just never thought the opportunity would arise and I'd had my eye on this place, you know, we'd been in here before and it's sure. kind of the classic record store setup, kind of a long, narrow yeah, yeah, yeah. building. And, uh, the seamstress Jess was in here at the time. And I told myself, if she ever moves out of there. I'm going to see jump. what we can do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she happened to, uh, get a job, uh, in Williamsburg and the place opened up and I had a I gave my wife the the ten minute spiel. You yeah, know, the elevator speech. Let like, me have a record please. store spiel, <laughs> and uh, I did a good job apparently somehow, uh, and convinced her. And the next day, we called Nate, the landlord, uh, signed a lease, and then That's I was awesome. off to painting up the store and putting up posters. And Did you find it was like the work was not as bad because you were just like, I'm so happy this is. Happening. Oh yeah, it was yeah. a labor of love. The the work was definitely not as bad. Uh, the only thing that I didn't really. Uh, have in <laughs> have in mind at the time was it, I was just so dead set on like I'm just, opening a record store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as soon as we signed the lease, I realized, well, hey, I don't have any records to sell. <laughs> uh, I have a record collection of my own right, that right, right. I'm not going to part with. So, a, I have no records, and then B, I, I don't, I, I don't know how to price or grade yeah, yeah, or yeah. you know clean these records and. <clears throat> and that's where uh, Rob Marker, oh yeah, you know, came in as such a huge resource, and and, uh, and Josh Horvay as well. 
um, of just, you know, how to clean records, how to grade them, how to price them. Sure. You know, all those processes are, are, are you know, subjective and, and, you know, it's all, you know, across yeah, the yeah. Board. I mean, it's, um, but Rob is, you know, of course he's you know, so good at what he he's does. So good. Yeah. He carries such beautiful, you know, clean records. And he was just, he's the reason that the store was open when it was, or it would have taken me probably months right, uh, right, right. longer and just having Josh and Rob's records, you know, they consigned, you know, a huge portion of their collections to me. And I'm forever indebted and grateful to them for that. Sure. You know, I had literally like 50 records to open the store <laughs> with, you know, uh, which Rob said is about what he opened his store with yeah. initially, which I was amazed by. Uh, you have well. to start somewhere. Yeah. So if you want to open a record store and you have 50 records, like it's possible to do, do it. it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You just have to have a space. People will come in and look yeah, at yeah. them. They will buy them. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the way it works. If you build it, they will come. It's absolutely. The, yeah. Especially if it's music related, people are curious. <laughs> now you have a wall display, which I noticed that you change like weekly. Is that right? Or it's been, it's been across the board. I've been, uh-huh. I was real slow with it initially. You know, I had a yeah. lot of our higher priced records at the top. It was yeah. like, Ooh, look what we got. You know, it's like top shelf liquor yeah exactly exactly <laughs> then i realized no one was buying them and right because <laughs> they're so expensive and i thought well maybe we don't need to display these up here all the time right uh so then as we've been getting new releases and i've been kind of switching out the board it's like yeah. my favorite new thing i almost want to do it like every day now it's pretty awesome uh, i mean because <laughs> you will post a photo on social media and then you can see what's available which mm-hmm. i think if you were maybe not considering buying a record if you yeah. see it you're like oh well well, he's got that. Maybe I'll just swing in and pick it up. That's the way it works. Every single time I have to, I got to post more pictures. Yeah. Every time I post a picture, someone either comes in or they write on Facebook like, oh, I want that. Hold that hold for that me. Hold that for me. You right. Know? It's like <laughs> Which we will sales. do too. If you oh, want good. hold a record, we will hold a record for you. That's good. Um, yeah. We're <laughs> we want you to get the record we you want. We want you to be a happy music consumer. Is yeah. That, that's yeah. Good. Exactly. So any uh, anything exciting happening other than opening a record store and <laughs> signing artists and all that other kind of yeah. stuff? Well, I mean, with the label in particular, we have some exciting things uh, going on right now, funny enough, you know, because at the end of the year, you usually kind of take some time off as a label and, you know, don't put out a release and, sure. and give yourself a little bit of a break, uh, which we've done and I didn't anticipate much going on. Uh, but just over the past two days, uh, we released a, a cassette release, which are things now. Spectacular. Uh, yeah. Again. And uh, yeah, with New God, which is great, like atmospheric hip hop type okay. instrumental record. Cool. It's hard to explain. It's really great. You should check it out um, if you haven't. But it somehow made its way onto Spotify's viral top 50 That's awesome. And it garnered like 45,000 plays in like two days. <gasps> um, so that's been cool. That's awesome. You know, Numbers news. like that are awesome. Yeah. From oh, somebody yeah. who loves downloads, I can totally appreciate oh. 45,000. That's, that's a lot. That's yeah. what's exciting about the Japanese Breakfast uh, SoundCloud. She has over 600,000 plays on her top track and awesome. over a couple million yeah. tallied together. It's, it's, it's incredible. I can't even imagine that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so we had that. And then speaking of Japanese Breakfast, uh, everyone's year end lists are coming out now. Yeah. Uh, we got in, uh, pitchforks, uh, top 50 best videos of the year. No, top okay. 25. She nice. was number 16. Good. Uh, literally right behind Radiohead and Kanye West. Pretty hilarious. That is uh, pretty good. 
sandwiched in between some pretty. Uh, we're interesting... hoping to get into their best fifty albums list, but it hadn't come out yet. Okay, uh, she got in Consequences Sounds uh, Year End list. So That's great. those are huge for us. I mean, I check those out at yeah. the end of, and I find a bunch of great music at the end of the year. So sure, and a lot of people are going to find that, you know, record. Um, so those have been great recent developments, and with the label, we have two new records coming out next year. We're really okay. excited about two vinyl releases. One from Canada uh, called "You'll Never Get to Heaven." It's not. It's not as uh, bad as it sounds. Okay, it's not as not <laughs> it, as melancholy. It's very, very mellow. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, the opposite of what you would think, uh, which is great. Uh, that's coming out in late March, and we have a record uh, from a artist named Baby Exclamation Point. Oh, so it's Baby. Uh, Baby, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it is great. Uh, I'm really excited about that one. It's coming out in early April. What kind of um, music, what, kind, what genre is, is Baby? It is very, it's in the indie realm. It's very uh, similar to like Frankie Cosmos or, okay. uh, I mean, similar bands like Japanese Breakfast and Mitski, but it, it's um, not as full. It's more minimal okay. uh, than that. Uh, but same guys promoting it did our Japanese breakfast release. So I think it's going to do really well. Awesome. Uh, might be the next one, hopefully in Rolling Stone Yay. or Pitchbook or something. Nice. We'll see. Nice, nice. Getting ahead of myself here, but. Well, um, it's always good to dream big. Yeah. So those are exciting things about the label. I mean, the store, uh, you know, it's always exciting. Every yeah, day yeah, is yeah. exciting. We're getting new records all the time, you That's know, good. digging into those because I, you know, I got all the classic stuff initially yeah. and now we're kind of digging in, you know, to all the other genres that's and filling nice. things out. And, good. Um, so yeah, and that, it's like, that's it exciting. constantly changes. So with anything, you've yeah. got to keep coming back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just go like once or twice and say, well, I don't have anything. You have to keep coming back mm, exactly. to give you the opportunity. Exactly. We got a new rival section. It's always filling up all the time. Good. So. Um, but I guess the most exciting thing in my personal life, I have a uh, seven-month-old oh, uh, now. And, keeping uh, busy, I can He loves imagine. me down here at the store, actually. It's Good. Like, oh, man. So yeah. you're uh, tuning his ear perfectly. Oh, yeah. He's, he's going to have a lot of tuning. I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Make him clean records. He's going to be very he lucky. Older. He's going to have a completely different uh, musical experience throughout his youth than I had. Ah, that's um, very true. So it'll be. I'll be interested yeah. to figure out if he enjoys classic country versus your <laughs> 90s country or any at all <laughs> or we'll any see. at all right he, no, right. he, he will enjoy yeah absolutely I'll, I'll force you will encourage that behavior yeah him. definitely <laughs> <laughs> so i guess um people should check out their website to to yes. check out your artists and yeah, check and out the label website it's just yellowkrecords.com um, i promise someday soon we are going to have yellow k records store uh, dot com up yes soon. yes the uh, record store yeah. door. we have it on all of our information and we don't have it up yet that's okay but it'll come man it's so it's so there's there's always more work to everything than you think no, and absolutely. i think i've sat down in the store for about half hour with nothing yeah. to do you know so that's coming and we're going to have a discogs page for a more like rare record cool. and stuff like that cool. so, so yeah, I'm going to throw the new releases on there. So if you don't want to come in the store every day, you, you can, can you can check out stuff on there. But cool. we prefer that you come in. The store. Yeah, absolutely. Visit great, yeah. a nice rapport with the people selling you yeah, records. Exactly, that, that's been great. I mean, just getting to talk to people, and and we have regulars already two Good. months in that come in every week. And you guys have only been open two months. It's crazy. Yeah, two months, and and it's just it's amazing. Uh, just the amount of people that have come in and just. The amount of people bringing records up, you know, forget, yeah. you know, there's been a backlog of, you know, having no store here is like 
for a decade, people are holding on to their records. records you like, know, oh. so, and I want them, so you bring them up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's an we do buy. We buy as long as it's in good condition. Sure. And it's a good artist, good record. People ask me all the time what we pay for records. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very broad question. It's really hard to it say. It depends on the record. You know, it totally depends. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, if, it's a Buffy St. Marie mm-hmm. record. And they were uh, yeah. maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to throw those in, we have big, sure. big dollar. Yes, big dollar, big bins, dollar bins. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Josh, thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. And, I will um, come back on any time. Oh, great. So if you have anything like new releases or something, another exciting venture, like please let us know. Yeah. Well, hopefully not too many more exciting ventures. We're pretty uh, full of ventures right now <laughs> as it is. But uh, I don't know. Anytime we see a good idea or something that we're passionate about, you know, we You're going to jump it. on it. So. That's good. Yeah. Well, thank you for opening a record store. <laughs> I, I would thank myself. I would literally be here every day <laughs> yeah. if I did not own the store. I, and I'm, I couldn't be happier to help provide, you know, any kind of service to Frostburg as a community. Sure. It's such a great place. And, yeah. and just, you know, just to share music with somebody, help someone on their musical journey or just talk to people about music. It's just, it's really special. I don't take it for granted at all. Good. You know, and um yeah i hope i hope we can be here for a long time i plan on it yeah the only reason i plan on leaving is to move into a bigger place hey so. that's good <laughs> here well that's a good reason too yeah. all right well i wish you some most success you can have in this small space before you move into a larger one <laughs> thank um you. thank you and i uh, come back anytime will do For more information on what you've heard on today's show, make sure to head over to our website, recordtalklisten.com, for direct links to Yellow K Records' website and also their social media pages so you can check out the wall of records to see if there's anything that you cannot live without. And make sure to always support your local businesses, especially during the holiday season. Speaking of supporting things... If you are a business and you want to support the podcast by advertising, send us an email or check out our website. Um, There's a shop page and there's uh, different opportunities uh, laid out there for you. Um, But you can always send us an email at recordtalklisten at gmail.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so that would be you right now. Um, So make sure to contact us on Twitter. We're at RTLpod. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash recordtalklisten. Leave us a comment or send us a message. And like I said, an old-fashioned email always gets through at recordtalklisten at gmail.com. This has been another episode of Record Talk Listen, where I hit record, people talk, and hopefully you listen. Until next time, thank you so much. Mm-hmm.